world, this is the Fanatic Podcast. I'm Parker Gerlecki, a.k.a. the Fanatic, and with me as always is my broadcast partner, Dad, a.k.a. Ryan Gerlecki. I've got a passion for all things sports. So, on the Fan and Fanatic Podcast, we'll talk to anyone and everyone from all over the world of sports who will sit still long enough to answer my questions. That's right. Now, as a result of complications from severe brain damage at birth, unfortunately, Parker will never be able to physically play sports. But that cannot and has never stopped him from loving everything about sports and dreaming of a career in broadcasting. So each of our guests graciously gives of their time on this podcast to invest in Parker's dream and to help him be part of the sports world he loves so dearly. Now, let's play ball! Fanatic Addicts to another episode of the Fan and Fanatic Podcast. It's my absolute honor to introduce my guest today, Mr. Hank Hornsby. So, Mr. Hank Hornsby, tell us who you are, where you're from, and your connection to the world of sports. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm Hank Hornsby. I uh, My, uh, I guess, background in sports is growing up playing a lot of different sports here in Florida, um, and then ultimately kind of went on primarily in baseball, and I played baseball in college uh, at Wake Forest and Emory University. Um, but growing up, I played everything from soccer, football, baseball, tennis, golf, all of that. And I was lucky to do that, uh, mainly because I lived in Florida where you could kind of play <laughs> sports year-round. And, and I believe you are a lawyer, is that right? That's right. I am. Yep. I'm now a lawyer. Um, after uh, after playing baseball in college, I went on to law school uh, over at Stetson University in St. Petersburg. So kind of close by you guys, I think. And uh, and then um, uh, went on to to practice law and I'm still doing that uh, this many years later. So. So it's funny. I actually in a court case, I always thought the judge was the one asking the questions. I didn't know it was the lawyer asking the questions to the defendant. <laughs> oh yeah well I, I it's a little different I, you're asking me all the questions today i'm usually the person that gets to gets to ask other people questions you know over zoom we do a lot of these zoom depositions so i have witnesses i have to i have to do this but i'm the one asking the questions so i'm not used to being in the hot seat here <laughs> so was so oh i get it was that a reference to who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> right or the way yeah, just filming, baby. yeah <laughs> all right was baseball your favorite sport to play? Not initially. It wasn't. No, actually, I loved basketball. Basketball was the sport I really loved when I was, uh, when I was you know, probably up until maybe the start of high school. Still was basketball. All the way up through middle school, I loved basketball. Was really into the NBA at the time. Loved all the, you know, all the, the teams there. I was a big Orlando Magic fan. And, uh, and basketball was my favorite sport to play. Um, but then so I, tell, oh. I, I, I became, everyone grew up, you know, much taller than I did. And then basketball was kind of out the window for me. So tell us about your career, your college career at Wake Forest and then Emory. Okay. So, um, so I, uh, you know, I, I guess kind of going back, I started, um, you know, into, into high school was playing baseball a lot and more and more. Um, and ultimately, um, started getting some attention, 
uh, going to a lot of different uh, college baseball camps and things during the summer, and then got selected at one point to go to this thing called the Area Code Games, which had like the at the time the top uh, prospects, like potential major league prospects, um, and they would bring them all together for like a tournament, and they'd use wooden bats, and it was a showcase thing. And so the my the fortunate thing for me, in order to get attention to even kind of get recruited was that I was invited to that because some scouts saw me at a, a couple baseball camps and then it led to, to playing that. And we had, you know, I was in the same, you know, kind of dorm room hanging out with these guys that went on to be the top, you know, five draft picks in the major leagues that year coming out of high school. Now I wasn't on that level, but that got me at least attention uh, from some of the bigger, from some of the bigger colleges. And so then, you know, Wake Forest had contacted me. They were looking for, a catcher they needed uh, to fill a slot there. And um, there were a few other schools I was, I was definitely looking at, but but that's where I ended up on. Um, and at the time, they had a really good team. They had won the ACC championship the two previous years before I got there. Um, so. was I believe there was, a, there was a guy that played in the ACC by the name of Cody Miller McIntyre. Was he a baseball player? might be i don't i don't know i don't recognize the name off the top of my head but but probably yeah i think he must have been more recent but anyways you said you you played at wake forest i did played at wake forest i played there for two two seasons um and you know my our my sophomore year there we were acc champions again so i've got you know an acc championship ring from that we had really good teams we were always in the you know the top usually in the top 15 in the country every year um, while I was there. Um, it, was a, it was a great... So speaking... Oh, go ahead. You were saying it was a great... I was just saying it was a great, great experience to be, um, you know, a part of those teams. And then, um, you know, I ended up transferring to Emory because at the time, you know, I, I, was, I was a little impatient, you know. You have to kind of put in your time. And I had put in time for two years, but we were... The, the team, the coach at the time was bringing in transfers from some other schools. And so they would bring in transfers who were, you know, a year or two ahead of you at your position, and then they would slot in above and play. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I kind of got to the point where I realized, you know, I'm, I'm probably not at the level that's going to make it to the majors. I just want to go somewhere where I can play every game and, and enjoy my time, you know, in college and, and play the play. So I transferred to Emory University and I continued playing there. I was a catcher, you know, the whole time. That was my position. And um, at Emory, we had great teams too. We had a lot of a lot of guys who were in my position who had transferred from some bigger Division One schools that all came together. And my senior year at Emory, we went on to play in the Division Three College World Series. Um, oh, and speaking of Wake Forest, one of our previous interviews was with the was with the, vo- the voice of the demon deacons stan cotton do you know of mr cotton absolutely yes yeah he's uh he's been around there for a while he's he's fantastic probably one of the best mm-hmm. one of the best in the business i feel like still remaining out there for for you know college uh announcers you know there were so many for years but a lot of them you know have uh you know have, have kind of come and gone and the, the days the real you know, broadcasters that you can just link a college to a broadcaster and you know who that broadcaster is. Um, there's only a few handful of them still around. Stan Cotton's, I feel like, you know, one that certainly comes to mind. 
So what position did you play in baseball? I was a catcher. I was a catcher. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's sort of like the funny thing is I sort of ended up coming to I, – I came to catcher sort of by default because I don't know that I was the best baseball player at any other positions and uh, by any means. And, um, and I didn't really like baseball that much when I was out in the field. And I, I, honestly, I would – I'd be in the outfield and I'd, I'd get kind of bored. I'd, you know, start looking around, wandering off. And then all of a sudden a ball would be hit to me and I wouldn't be ready. Um, so there were a lot of guys, there were a lot of other kids on our, our, you know, little league teams that they would put behind the plate to catch. And, you know, one thing or another, they'd get hit by the ball, this, that, or the other, they didn't want to catch anymore. So eventually I got thrown in a catcher, but I kind of liked it. It didn't bother me. I, I didn't mind getting hit by the ball. I like the fact that it, I, you know, I was in every single play. There was no, mm. there was no break. I didn't, you know, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't lose your attention because you had to be involved in every play. So that's when I started to really like baseball a lot more was when I finally got to be behind the plate and catch. So do you remember, do you remember what you felt like the moment you won the national championship? Uh, well, I didn't have a chance to win the national championship. We won the ACC championship when I was at Wake Forest, which was a great feeling um, to, you know, to accomplish something that you set out at the beginning of the season. And, and really at the beginning, you know, your team, you set certain goals and you're working in the offseason for all of these things. And to reach that level and feel like you're the you know, champion of your league and stuff is just a, is an incredible feeling. And then when I was at Emory, when, you know, just to make the, the College World Series was was, you know, you have to go through, you know, a lot of different, you know, regionals and and then the super regionals, things like that to win these tournaments. And then to make it there was a great feeling. And we came up just, you know, we came up just a little short. We ended up losing to the eventual national champions, which was kind of a heartbreaker. But at the same time, it was just a, it was an awesome feeling to be, you know, to be that close and to, to see the hard work pay off. Is the College World Series at the D3 level, is it structured basically the same as in the playoff system, the same as it is for the um, for D1? It's it's similar. It's a little more, um, it's regional focused. So you okay. have, they actually have, I, I can't remember if it's eight different regions. Um, and they're basically, you get put into a region um, and it's, it's, it's very much, you know, Southeast, you know, Mid-Atlantic, Northeast. Midwest, um, West, you know, that kind of thing. And then the winners of each of those go to the World Series. And is the World Series in like an iconic place like Omaha? Is it like in the same place every time? Or It's in the same place. It's not, it's definitely not quite as iconic. <laughs> it's in Appleton, Wisconsin at a, uh, okay, they wow. a uh, they've got a really, really nice minor league um, facility up there. And I can't, I should, I should remember the name of the minor league team, but it's in Appleton, which is not too far from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Okay. Let me guess. The university in Appleton is UW Appleton. I think that's right. Yeah, I think that is right. You don't know the minor league team though, Parker? I thought you might know no. that one. No. That's right. We'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, wait, but. Well, anyways, I don't mean to bring up bad memories, but you but you said you lost in the World Series in the College World Series at Emory. Is that right? No, we did. Yep. Who we did, did you, Who did you lose to? That was 
you're racking my brain now. I've tried to put that. Memory. Oh, oh, it's okay. <laughs> if you can't remember, me. that's fine. Well, I, uh, you know what? It's it's um, it was a team from California, and I'm trying to remember which one it was because mm. there were a couple teams from California. Was it was it by any chance Lincoln University? I don't think it was, but it, it <laughs> you may you may know more than I did. You may have done your research on this, and I, I can't remember. <laughs> Hey Parker, I did find that the the minor league team in Appleton, Wisconsin, is the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. Yes, which yes. you'll remember, Parker, in a little bit of baseball trivia history or history yes, trivia. Yes, I know that was I your know. brother's first baseball yes, team. Yes, yes, I know. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Anyways, <laughs> back to you, Mister Hornsby. Who was your favorite coach or mentor, and why? Oh wow! Oh, I had a lot of them. Um, it's hard to go with just one. I've got to, I've got to pick out a few. So early on, my father was actually my baseball coach in little league and he, everyone still to this day who was on his teams remembers him. I'll get people coming up to me. They don't remember me, but they remember my dad because he was the type that was out there. And, you know, he would, you would remember him. Let's just put it that way. He was definitely mm. the kind that was involved and he would not, he, you know, he would say what he wanted to say. Um, he wouldn't keep quiet. That's for sure. Um, so, but at the same time, you know, I really look back on the, that time as kind of the, the initial time that my, that I got to learn baseball, you know, with my dad um, as absolutely kind of a, a strong mentor um, then of course, later on I had, um, you know, my high school coach was named Mac Hall. Very, very, very good coach. Um, he had actually come from a school up in Gainesville, um, called Oak Hall. And it was, um, it was, uh, the, the, oh, which family was it? I'm going to, um, famous Yankee, not, not Lou Gehrig, um, uh, Oh, uh, Roger Maris. Roger Maris. Thank you. It was the Maris yeah. family, and they had they. Had, I, I won't tell you why I know that. Yeah, because <laughs> you said oh. Gainesville and Yankees. I have a, there's a long story behind yeah, that. Yeah, so it was their their whole family had kind of really been big in in that group, and and they brought him in because they wanted to really kind of a really good baseball program for their for the school that they all kind of really supported up there. That was Oak Hall, and and so he came from there, but he he was definitely a mentor. Um, and then, you know, in, in college, I would say, you know, my, um, I would say, you know, I had a, probably the coach is my biggest mentor was my Emory coach, um, Mike Trodowski, who actually, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's still coaching at Emory now, really great guy. He played in the, he played in the minors. He was AAA um, for the uh, Red Sox organization, played for uh, Pawtucket Red Sox and, you know, he's, he was kind of one of these guys that, um, you know, he had, he literally had, you know, call-ups to the majors and then the day, you know, game right before he got called up, you know, gets injured and can't go, you know, live out his major league career kind of thing. And, um, he was a fantastic coach, really knew his stuff, really was a great mentor to me. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of fond. I definitely have a lot of fond memories of, of of playing with him. Very good, very good. So here's a two part question for you: 
What is your favorite stadium or arena you visited as a fan? Okay, probably depends on what sport we're talking about, but since we've been talking baseball. Any sport, any, any sport. sport. Okay. Uh, maybe a few there. So, um, okay, one of them would be my wife is from Massachusetts, and so I had never been to Fenway Park until – um, you know, she's, she's kind of more of a Red Sox fan. I'm a Braves fan, but I have to say Fenway yeah. is a unique. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm, a li- I'm, I'm disappointed in life. Tough today. Disappointed. Tough today. <laughs> <laughs> disappointed in the result of, uh, you know, the series against the Phillies recently, but, um, Fenway is hard to beat. It's just so unique and, and, and classic. Um, as far as football goes, I'm a little biased towards, uh, my, my dad is a very big Georgia Bulldog. He went to the University Ooh. of Georgia, and I grew up going, you know, every year to Georgia games in Athens. So I'm kind of partial to uh, University of Georgia Sanford Field um, and uh, in Athens as a as a unique place. So those those two places stand out in my mind as unique places I've been to that I really love. We are here in Atlanta, so we we get a lot of the uh, the love for for UGA, but nobody in this home went there. So <laughs> we we've been enduring over the past several years now. What about favorite stadium or arena you visited in your playing career? Oh, okay. In an unbiased opinion. Okay, I'll, I'll name a place that was that was certainly unique, and I don't know that it's my favorite because it wasn't it really wasn't that great, but it was pretty awesome. To play there because it was a, a major league uh, stadium was the Metrodome where the Twins played. Mm-hmm. So we played. Uh, oh yes. Yep. The Metrodome. The Met. And what I didn't know about that place until I went there, and we played a tournament when I was at, at Wake Forest, where we played like Notre Dame and um, I think Minnesota oh. and a few other schools um, from up in that area. Is that when you go in there? The, the whole dome roof is actually supported by the air pressure in the stadium. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like a hard right. dome on top. And when you actually walk so in. That... Go it? ahead. I'm sorry. When you walk into the stadium, you... when you walked into the stadium, you actually, it would, it would push you in. It was like the air pushed you into the stadium when you went through, especially like where they would let us in because we had to bring all our gear. We didn't go through the main area where they may not have had that pressurization issue. But like, I didn't realize the whole dome is just supported by the air pressure in the stadium. So it was cool. No wonder why it, no wonder why it imploded. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. Well, that's, they've always said that like they, I've always heard they they con- could control the pressure, which way the ball may not fly as far. I didn't realize that that's what kept the the dome up. That's that's fascinating. It <laughs> was, and they had these in, two. Like, if you ever remember watching games, mm-hmm. there they had these two mm-hmm. big circles, like behind, um, you know, basically in like right behind the batter's box in the foul territory, up against the wall, yeah. the back, you know, the wall. Um, and I and those were basically two big you know, uh, air ducts that, you know, they could blow air through. And it always made me wonder, like, do you click that on when you've got your, uh, you know, your team up to bat and you turn those off when the other, when the other team's up? Does that control the ball flight? I don't know. (laughs) Wonder. But the Twins used to be pretty good back then. They won a couple of World Series. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Did it make play? Oh, 
Did it make playing there different? And by there, I mean the Metrodome. It was definitely different because I hadn't really played. Uh, I don't know if I had ever played before on an on a in in an indoor dome. I think that was the only. It was the first time I had played in a dome stadium, and it was the first time I had played on on astroturf like that. Hmm. So that was unique. So is that what? So is is that the reason why the roof imploded at the Metro Dome? Because there wasn't really a strong support holding it up. I think I think so. There wasn't a strong support, and I don't think they were maintaining it as well as it got older. And I think too much that some they had a really bad snowstorm and too much snow piled up on it. Oh yeah, and it, it like it like leaked into the roof, like it like leaked in through like to the stadium through the roof, like yeah. literally the roof, like like okay. But anyways, yeah. is that, wait, because like if I if I remember correctly, at Mercedes Benz Stadium. The, I mean, not Mercedes-Benz, at the old Georgia Dome, the roof was held up by a bunch of uh, metal poles, if you will. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Is that? It wasn't like okay, that yeah. in the Metrodome. The Metrodome wasn't like, the Metrodome mm-hmm. didn't have the, the poles or the kind of scaffolding up at the top that held up the, the roof. It had none of that. That's wild. It was just a big, it was like a big balloon <laughs> on top. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So out of all your experiences, what was the greatest moment or memory? Wow. Um, so there's a few. I had a, um, had a moment in high school when um, we, were, we were playing our, I guess it was our regional kind of tournament to see if we could, we could make the next phase, stage of the playoffs. And it was, we were up against our, our long-term rivals um, and we were losing we were down by three runs um, and, or no, we were down by two runs. We were down by two runs and it was, uh, it, it was an extra inning. So we had fallen behind, um, but we were the home team. So we were back up to bat and I came up, there were two outs, but we had two runners on base and um, I had two strikes against me in the, the, the last pitch. I, I hit a home run like to opposite field Wow. That scored the three runs that we needed to win the game and then advance um, and win win our regional, beat our rivals and advance to that. So that that stands out. It's like uh, a movie. Yeah. yeah so, uh, so which high school was this, Mr. Hank Hornsby? This was uh, Trinity Prep. Trinity Prep in, and where in is Winter, Trinity? Park, Winter Park, Florida. Oh, did you by any chance play against IMG Academy? No, I didn't. I don't. At the time, um, you know, I might have been a little bit before the IMG IMG Academy thing really took off. Um, So I didn't have a chance to play against those guys. Did you? So I don't don't know if my father told you, but he is a Bishop, but he is a Bishop Moore Hornet alumni. Yes. Did y'all ever play against Bishop Moore? Uh, We played some Bishop Moore. We we did play uh, against Bishop Moore some. I don't remember if we played them. We might have played them in a couple regular season games, but I definitely know we used to play them all the time in like uh, spring or fall scrimmage type games or summer summer scrimmage games, things like that. Um, and I knew I knew a bunch of I knew a bunch of the Bishop Moore baseball players because we would play on travel teams and th- stuff together. Right. <clears throat> so, did you learn anything playing ball that helped you as that helps you as a lawyer? Sorry, say that again. It cut out a little bit. Did you learn anything playing baseball that helps you as a lawyer? 
I think so. I think one of the things that I that I learned is, you know, and and certainly in law is, you know, I can try to control as many things as I as I can when it comes to some of my cases that I have and what I'm trying to to help my clients do and and help them succeed with their case. But I know that, you know, there's always things that maybe are out of out of my control. Um, kind of in baseball too. You've, you know, you you realize that in baseball, you've got to be patient. You've got to put the time in and the work in. And you're not every time you get up to bat, you're not going to you're not going to get a hit. You know, it's it's uh, you know if you're batting, you know if you're batting uh, three fifty, you're doing a fantastic job. And you know that means you're not getting a hit every time up by any means. You know, a third of the time you're doing well. So it kind of allows me to put different things into perspective and realize, you know, sometimes the best decision um, may not be, you know, the home run or the grand slam, but hey, if we can hit, you know, doubles, singles, triples, and all of that, then we're doing pretty well. Um, and and it just, it, it gives me kind of a perspective, I think, where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take things, uh, you know, as personally as I feel like some people might, uh, to, to a negative side, um, that ends up hurting, hurting their clients and, and actually they end up getting a worse result in the end. Um, so it kind of puts everything in perspective a little bit. That's really good. So who do you think is the goat in your sport? The greatest of all time? Oh, um, wow. That's a, that's a tough one in baseball. I feel like, cause there's so many greats at different positions. Um, yeah. wow. I haven't thought about this. This is a good question. Um, maybe we make it a little easier Parker and say, who do you think is the greatest of all time at your position in baseball? Greatest catcher. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Hmm. So greatest catcher, a couple came come to mind. Um, the one in my era that always stood out to me was Pudge Rodriguez was just all around a really solid catcher um, and hmm. just fantastic at everything he did. Now, uh, as far as kind of historically, obviously people throw out Johnny Bench you know, you can't kind of name top catchers of, of all time without naming Johnny Bench. My sort of workhorse catcher of all time was like Carlton Fisk. was fantastic. Now, he may not be the best overall catcher, but he was just a workhorse. Um, hmm. You know, and then, you know, you've got your guys today, um, you know, that are, that are out there shining too and kind of see where their careers go because might have some you know, some people who are going to weigh in on all time greats and the, as catchers, you know, that are playing these days. So Pud Rodriguez. Pudge. Pudge. Pudge Rodriguez. Hmm. Very interesting. So do you have a sporting event that is on your bucket list? Uh, let's see. I have been, I've been, I've been kind of taking off some bucket list stuff uh, from sporting events. So I've gone to a college football national championship game that Georgia's played in, what, what, which was I always wanted to do. Unfortunately, the one I went to is the one they lost in the Benz <laughs> against Alabama <laughs> in overtime. 
to a tag of Iloa, baby. Yes, yes. So it was still it was still great to be there, but I would have liked a different result at the end. But you know, I can check. I can at least check off that I've gone to that. Uh, I went to I went to a Super Bowl, and I went to the Super Bowl mm. in the Benz also, the one uh, between the Patriots and the, and the Rams. Yep. Fun fact: that was actually the lowest scoring Super Bowl in history. Yes, it was. If I remember. If I remember correctly, there wasn't That's a correct. ton of action. I will say that that was that was a little <laughs> let down in the Super Bowl. I hoped it had been a little more exciting. Um, you know, we still had the halftime show to watch. And uh, <laughs> um, let's see, uh, I have I have been to so those are two championships. Um, I've been to an NBA Finals. I've been to the NBA Finals games that the Orlando Magic have been in back. When they when they played the Rockets, um, Rockets in the I think it was ninety was that ninety six or ninety five ninety six season, um, and so I, so I, I've done that, and I also went to it when they when they when Magic were in the finals um, against the Lakers in like twenty two thousand nine, I think so to nine or ten, um, and then so I've checked that. Oh, I really I know what I really want to go to that I've never been to is the Masters. I want to go to the Masters. Mm. It's awesome. (laughs) All right. So, sorry. On this podcast, we are all sports fanatics. So, the last question we ask, as a fan, what do you think is the all-time greatest moment in sports? Ooh. All-time greatest in all of sports. Yep. Wow. Wow. Um... That is so tough. I have a few things that just did come to mind a little bit. Um, all-time greatest in all sports. That's so hard, but I, I, you know, one that just comes to mind that's kind of a, a miracle. And I think given the, like, the time and the against all oddsness of which it happened um, and the fact that it was on a national stage is you could make an argument maybe the u.s olympic team in 1980 the u.s hockey team beating the russian hockey team um which you know was just absolutely unthought of unheard of there was no chance that they would beat the russians for gold with a bunch of amateurs against all these professionals um and that like miracle on ice kind of stands out in my mind as a huge all-time you know, sports moment. Hmm. I guess that's a wrap. Thank, <laughs> Thank you for you your Hank time, so Mr. Much. Hornsby. Absolutely. All right, fanatics. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Fan and Fanatic. Thank you for joining us and thank you for all of your support. Don't forget to follow or subscribe or whatever your podcast app says to do. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. For my broadcast partner, Ryan Grilecki, this is Parker Grilecki saying, Game! Set. Match.